I would love for Fit Nation to be able to come along on the ride with us, the, the Fit Journey. Note to Bobby, make sure I'm in front of Wes on the draft. <laughs> Please. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, however, whatever time it is that you're joining us here on another podcast of Fantasy Impact today. I'm Wes, your host. I've been told I have to say things like that a little more often. Uh, Mark has uh, become our producer extraordinaire. May I say that? And he's, I think whenever you took this producer gig and you started taking it really seriously, you started carrying around a whip with you because I've just, you're trying to get me in shape. You're trying to get the show in line. You've been trying to make sure we all put out our Twitter handles and stuff like that. Mark, you're a little too demanding to be honest with you. (laughs) Uh, Wes, that opening monologue was too long. It's supposed to be 30 seconds or less. And you didn't plug the uh, fantasy impact today, Twitter at FI today underscore. That, that, that is where we are. And I am loafing it. Is that how I'm supposed to say that? At loafing it on Twitter. Yeah. And I don't know what Tyler's is. Tyler, there's a guy out there with the same name as you that ends up getting tweets from me. (laughs) Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what your Twitter handle is. It, it gets me confused whenever I try to at you or I try to send you a message or something. What What is your Twitter handle? I'm pretty sure it's T.A. Canberra, right? We're all, we're all on the same page there? I think you're right. I, I think you're right. Anyway, that's the group that's joining you tonight for Fit Nation. We're going to go over uh, the NFC East. Basically, we're going to break that down. Quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs. going to break all those things down for you, even uh, wide receivers as well. Try to rank them a little bit. Just give you our thoughts on them. We're going to do this for each one of the divisions coming up. And then, you know, we'll see where that leads after that. But, guys, I, to be honest with you, I don't like the news that's coming out in sports today. Uh, yesterday, maybe a little bit as well. Didn't we have, like, breaking uh, minor league baseball news? Tell me it wasn't major league baseball. It's just minor league, right? Just minor league. If I think just I minor league. Yep. Uh, the MLB announced today that the 2020 minor league season is no more. It's been officially canceled. There's going to be layoffs, furloughs. A lot of people are going to lose their their personal incomes based on that. So it's not a good situation. Fellas, I'm just here to warn you, not to get your hopes up too high, not to get your heart too heavily invested in any of these sporting seasons coming up. Because what, Tyler, you're my NBA guy. And Mm -hmm. didn't the NBA push back its date too? Or am I wrong on that? No, they haven't pushed back their date yet. They've... um... They put out a lot of stuff though. They're still, I think they're still planning to be on time. They were still planning to move forward. They had a lot of people who were really opposed to the start date that pushed back on it for multiple reasons from the virus and for the, what do they call it? The political justice, uh, social justice going on right now. But it seems that they're going to hold, hold still on their start date and they're just going to put out, they're going to let the players have options for uh, expressing their own opinions in the, social justice issues. So I think they're moving forward with their current plan. Yeah. If I could do my best Jim Rome impression, NBA commissioner, Adam Silver remains pretty confident about the NBA's plan to safely resume play. This is from ESPN, but listen, we're in Florida, hotbed of coronavirus. We got all the boomers down there, not wearing a mask. Uh, There's little chance it goes forward. In my opinion, Uh, they may cancel. You've already had NBA players test positive across the league, multiple teams. So silver cautions, you know, he says never full steam ahead, no matter what, like you're saying, Wes, he's leaving the room open to uh, cancel the season. You know, I I said last week on our deleted show that I think the MLB still 
there's still a chance it cancels too. So, yep, that's the news. Hashtag COVID-19. Yeah, our show did get canceled last week. We had technical problems and all those things that, that transpire. I'm sure everybody who's done a podcast realizes those uh, frustrations they have sometimes with a podcast. And I, I don't know about the, any of the seasons going on until after November, until after the election. All right. I, I'm not sure if any major league sport is going to be able to handle itself or be able to do anything properly until after the election. So that's all I'm going to say, uh, because that's all I'm allowed to say. My producer <laughs> will not allow me to talk conspiracy theories on here uh, or get into political views. <laughs> giving you the curtain over here, giving you the sign. <laughs> 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I Moving do think on. Things will go back a little bit to normal after the elections. That's all I'll say on that for now until it gets closer to time and you guys need to hear Voice of Truth coming out. Okay. But tonight, what we're going to do in the NFC East, we're going to pick out some, look, some Davids and Goliaths. Can I say Davids and Goliaths? Can I, can I say that? Yes. That's so. well, yeah, true. Goliaths, so those are the guys, we, we usually talk about booms and busts, but I would just, I want to change it up. I want to switch it up. Goliaths, I want Goliaths to be our busts. Goliath is that person who everyone looked at him like being a big deal, right? He was he and he was a big deal, but he just didn't perform up to his level. He, he was a little bit overhyped. He didn't live up to his ADP. So that's why I think that we could pick out Goliath here as our as our busts. Sound good? Yeah. Approved. Uh, and, and David's David's. I want hit. I want those guys that we pick out to be our booms, our overachiever. David was, you know, David was the young man who defeated the giant, defeated Goliath out of nowhere. Nobody expected him to be able to accomplish this feat, but he did some unbelievable things. So I think that Davids can be the people who outperform their ADP. So let's pick some Davids and Goliaths from the NFC East. And right. Tyler, we're going to start off with our quarterback situation here in the NFC East. And how did you guys like my spreadsheet? I don't know if the Fit Nation can be along for this ride. But we are all learning more here, I want to say, at least I am, each and every week as I prepare for the show, as I do things for the show, I'd like to say that I was a very a very good fantasy player. But the more I learn about fantasy sports and the more I dig into the advanced stats and all those things and understanding them, I think we can predict more of the outcomes than just by chance. And I keep learning more and more. And I, I don't know what we can hashtag this. I don't know what we can call this. But I would love for Fit Nation to be able to come along on the ride with us. You know, the, the fit journey. I don't, I don't know what we can call that. I don't know what we could do. But as we learn more and as we develop our strategies a little bit more, uh, everybody can join along with us. Tell us where we're wrong. Tell us where we're right. Tell us if we've really hit something on the head or how we might be able to learn something a little bit better if we looked at it in a different light. So I look forward to hearing back from you. You can get in touch with us at, at fantasyimpacttoday at yahoo.com, or you can text us, or not text us, but you can tweet at us all over the place on Twitter. I don't, Mark, yes, what, what, are those Twitter, what are those Twitter handles? I don't, do you have them all in front of you? Because I don't have them all right here. I know mine, at Loafinit. Mine is Loafinit, because I, I have a bread vocation. Yes, he's a bread man. So you can follow us. At FI Today underscore, you can follow me myself at Crimson Apache. You can follow Bobby at Foster Fantasy. You can follow Tim, and uh, we still got to get him to change this. It's at TimZ0802. <laughs> and then uh, follow Tyler, who joins us tonight at TA Cambro. That's C-A-M-B-R-O or bro. 
And then you can email us, like Wes said, at fantasyimpacttoday at yahoo.com. And uh, while you're doing that, leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. That helps us get exposure in uh, 10 seconds. More listeners. Don't talk to me like that, Wes. <laughs> yeah, don't give him control if you want it back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tyler, we're looking, we're looking at those quarterbacks and breaking them down. Uh, what did you see from this mar- marvelous spreadsheet I put together for us? You yeah. probably didn't even look at the spreadsheet. I no, I'm almost just overwhelmed at you know the numbers here. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's like a golf scorecard <laughs> here or something. Yeah, well, it is. And I got I got little circles and squares on mine too. That's that's an awesome analogy, Tyler. Good job. I have Thank got you. my my quarterback golf card. Well, so for this one, you know, from these quarterbacks, it's hard for me to pick a Goliath because the one guy I think that the that you would look at it that kind of star power guy that you expect something out of that could fall I guess the only one I would really think of is Dak Prescott and I don't think he's going to have a bad season I can't call him a Goliath because I think he's going to have an incredible season and he's poised to have an incredible season the rest of them Carson Wentz Daniel Jones Dwayne Haskins I'm not really expecting them to have that great of a season so for them to fall it's not going to be a big deal but the one who could do really well this year, I think. Your David, so to speak, would be Daniel Jones from the New York Giants. He seems like the, I mean, the team is completely bought into him. We know that he's got full control of the offense. They're not, they don't have a backup plane ready to yank him out whenever they want to. And he's got more weapons around him this year, you'd think. And somewhat, you know, the one thing about a quarterback is you always want to have a running game that can take the pressure off of him. And Saquon Barkley does a pretty decent job of doing that. So, if he can get the protection he needs, I think I like Daniel Jones this year. Tyler, I agree with you on Daniel Jones. I think he can be the David this year that we are all looking for at quarterback. Uh, he is being drafted as the 14th quarterback off the board, which I think that he's going to be able to go into tier number two, which will be a little bit higher than that 14th quarterback off the board. I think he'll finish somewhere there in, in that Carson Wentz reign because Carson Wentz is a is a tier two quarterback. I don't believe in Tom Brady this year. That's just that's that's me. Uh, I don't believe Josh Allen will do as well as he is anticipated to do. So that's why I think he could jump up there in tier number two. But Daniel Jones only started 12 games last season. He was 14th in touchdown passes with 24. Plus, he had two of them running. Now, this is only in 12 games. So you add a couple more games into that. And he he was already 11th in touchdown percentage. So that's just going to go up. He rushed for 6.2 yards a carry. And that team, that that defense didn't improve very much at all, if any. So they're going to always be trying to outscore the other team a lot. Uh, Being able to dump it off to Barkley is going to be fantastic. Ingram has sets up for a great schedule this season. So Ingram, is he didn't even have him for a lot of the season last year. Sterling Shepard was in and out of the lineup. The only thing I see a downside in Daniel Jones, he led the leagues in fumbles. And I'm not sure if he'll be able to survive this season. He was ninth in sacks and first in hits. So if you do take Daniel Jones, you better have a backup plan with all that contact that he receives because that just kind of makes me a little scared to have my quarterback, (laughs) the quarterback that I have on my roster, be the guy who leads the league in in quarterback hits as well or hits taken. So that, that makes me a little bit nervous. He's definitely a guy I think I would feel most comfortable taking in a shallower league to where you probably have 
at least a good veteran option that's not flashy on the waiver wire that you could pick up and substitute in that'll give you steady projections or steady production. But he's worth a chance, I think. Sometimes you got to take the little risk to put you over the top because this is a guy who'll be, you know, like you said, 15th off the board. He'll be taken way later in the rounds. So the rest of your team should be stacked or built by the time you're taking him. I don't see any Goliaths in here either, any of these quarterbacks that I think are going to fail because you don't expect a lot out of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to do Carson Wentz things, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that wide receiving core in a minute. But Dak Prescott, man, I don't see how he could fail. I predict Dak has a better fantasy season than he did last year. Uh, I don't see how he can dethrone Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, uh, healthy Patrick Mahomes, because Lamar Jackson just scored so many points, fantasy points, more fantasy points than everybody else did. But I see him having a better season than what he had last year, mainly because his drops are gone off the roster. And he led the league in drops with 36. Jason Witten had six. Cobb had eight. Gallup is still there, and he had 11 drops. And I think that with those drops being gone, or a majority of those drops being gone, he can have more completions. The chains will keep rolling. The chains will keep moving. This will add to Zeke's value. This will act to Dax, uh, add to Dak's value. Uh, the whole, give me as much of the Dallas Cowboy offense as I can get this season. That's, that's what I'm looking for, and I think Dak's going to be the leader of that pack. You know, Dak also, he was second in the league in yards. He was fourth in the league in touchdowns already. I, I just can see how he can improve all the way across the board if you have more completions, not as many drops. And I think that, that sets up for a great recipe for success for him. Cool. I like that you can pick him after Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes because then you can go and get another skill position, another running back, another wide receiver, someone that would be instrumental for your team. Because I don't like picking a quarterback super early. That's putting a lot on a quarterback, especially quarterbacks that could be injury-prone. And so with Dak, I think his overall ADP right now is at 60. So you can grab a few, you can grab another guy or two while other people are snagging Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, fill in another key piece of your roster and then still go get who could potentially be the top quarterback in fantasy. I'm not saying he will be, but I'm saying he could be. He really could be. And so that really could solidify your team. He also has the second easiest quarterback schedule for quarterbacks uh, in the regular season. So everything lines up for Dak, and I love that strategy of waiting for him, but it just makes me so nervous waiting for him. <laughs> I always think, okay, my strategy is to wait for Dak, wait for Dak, and my emergency strategy is get Matthew Stafford if I if somebody picks Dak, but man, I'm just nervous the entire way, and I don't want to reach too early, but I end up in mock drafts or whatever just grabbing Dak just a little bit more earlier than I wanted to. Note to Bobby, make sure I'm in front of Wes on the draft, <laughs> please. All right, so we put out a Twitter poll as well. Uh, Mark, you've got the results of the Twitter poll. Do our listeners agree with us? Uh, or I don't even know what the poll was anymore. I, I can't remember. It was We did that before our show last week, and, and like I said, the show got canceled last week, or it got put in the trash can. It, it make the, It's all on the cutting room floor. Yeah, so we got it right here. So we're talking about the NFC East and quarterbacks, and you asked, and you opined that uh, Dak Prescott's the best quarterback in the NFC East. Who would you take as your number two choice? And out of 14,000 vo- votes, I made that number up. Out of 14,000 votes, uh, Carson Wentz won first, 71%. Daniel Jones, 29%. Dwayne Haskins, 0%. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with the results on that. 14,000 votes? Well, that, that, 14. Did I say 14,000? That is, that is a conspiracy, if I have <laughs> ever heard one. <laughs> 
See, you sit there and blast me for having these conspiracy theories on adrenochrome or anything like that. Now, all of a sudden, here we got 14,000 votes. I think that there's a bot that hacked those votes is what I think. But now, I, I would agree with Mark that. Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3, Mark 4. <laughs> yes, I'm going to troll out, uh, or not troll out, I'm going to hire out the Russian bot farms to <laughs> hype our podcast on Twitter and give us a lot of votes on all our polls. And we'll tell them, I will tell them how to vote beforehand. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with our votes, with our listeners. I think Daniel Jones ends up having a better fantasy season than Carson Wentz. I trust and like Daniel Jones' pieces around him. I like how his schedule sets up a little bit better than I like Carson Wentz. Uh, when you look at the draft position as well, Carson Wentz is going 12th uh, as a 12th quarterback right now, and Daniel Jones is going as the 14th quarterback right now. I'll wait a little bit. Because it's actually 26 picks apart from each other. So you can wait one or two more rounds and get Daniel Jones and try to fill in the rest of your roster if you're going to go, if you're going to want to choose between Carson Wentz or Daniel Jones. That's my personal opinion, and that's my suggestion for you out there, Fit Nation. Wes, can I get a little bonus question in here for you that, that gives a little taste into one of our future topics of the NFC East running backs? Sure. Do you think if Miles Sanders lives up to the hype that they're giving him this offseason, that helps or hurts Carson Wentz? Does it give Sanders the ball more, or does it open up more passing lanes for Wentz? Uh, they love to get the ball into Miles Sanders' hands on the pass. So that does nothing but help Carson Wentz. And that comes up at the end of show number two, actually, a little bit more. They, they love to get uh, Miles Sanders in free space and open space and let him do his thing. And that will help Carson Wentz tremendously. It looks like really like Daniel Jones. I, I'll tell you who the biggest beneficiary of that so far that I've seen. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, ton, tons of his passing yards ended up happening to Dalvin Cook, as uh, what it appears to me, out of the backfield. And so many yards after the catch is what Dalvin Cook ended up having. And, and Kirk Cousins ended up benefiting from. And I think that that'll be the same thing that happens to Carson Wentz and Miles Sanders this year. All right, Tyler, so let's move on to tight ends. Let me ask you, do you see any Davids or do you see any Goliaths here at tight end? And you can't steal my David. I think you're going to steal my David. It makes me nervous. I should have went first on this and, and took a David because I am planting my flag on somebody uh, when it comes to tight end position and, and who I want, who I want this year. But you can go ahead. If, you, if you're going to take them, go ahead and take them. No, I think I'm going to let you go with whoever – Whoever it is you want to go with there. But the person I'm, I like this year, as I would kind of call him a David, just because I think he disappointed last season, is Evan Ingram. Especially if Daniel Jones actually shows up and plays as well as we're thinking he should play. Evan Ingram is a great target for him. He's tall. He's athletic. He can make a bunch of contested catches. He's one of those, if you have a young quarterback who's making uh, risky throws, you always want a tight end that he can count on that can just outsize his defender and go make the play for him. I think that can be Evan Ingram. So I really like Evan Ingram this year. I'm trying to grab him in a few drafts if I can get him. I really think he could have his his production go way up. I kind of put Zach Ertz in a similar category, like I was saying with Dak Prescott, of guys we know should do well, and I don't see any reason why they shouldn't do well. He has been slightly declining to me, and so I'm not saying he's as sure of a lock as Dak Prescott, but... I still think he's going to probably end up as the best tight end in this in this league. But I really like Evan Ingram this year. Zach Ertz has been the best wide receiver that the Eagles have had for years now, it feels like, just because he's the most reliable and dependable. And I did say wide receiver on purpose because that's what he does best. 
But uh, Evan Ingram does set up for a good. He, he's so injury plagued. I, I, it, it makes me nervous whenever somebody has that injury history like he does. And going sixth in, out of his position, that's a little bit too rich for my blood for a tight end with such a deep tight end class as we've talked about in shows in the past that there's just so many tight ends to choose from. One of the most positive upsides that I see for Evan Ingram because last year, of course, he had that small sample size, and so his, a lot of his stats are are you know, just lower than what they should be and all that, is that he has the number one tight end schedule this year in the NFL for on, in the regular season and seventh in the playoffs. So if you get Evan Ingram and he lasts beyond the six or eight games that I expect him, <laughs> that, he, that he seems <laughs> to play every year, then you've got a, a guy who you can plug in there every single week because, like you say, Tyler, his, his stats are off the chain, man. And, and what he does... His yards per reception, 10.6 yards per reception. He just has everything that lines up for him, especially with Daniel Jones and all the other pieces. But I have a David. All right. Zach Ertz is going to be Zach Ertz. Okay. Zach, Zach Ertz is going to do Zach Ertz things. And even, how do you say his name? He's French, isn't he? Godère? Is that what? That is Godère? It always confuses me. Is that how you say it, Tyler? You're my pronunciation guy. I'm going to let you just go with that one. Sure. Okay. That, his name is Dallas Godère. Okay. And uh, you have to say yeah, it just like that every time. Hey, I'm I'm gonna post a picture of you guys recording live. Are you good with your picture on Twitter? Cool, <laughs> thanks. But Zach Ertz is gonna be Zach Ertz. Dallas Goldair is gonna be Dallas Goldair. Okay, so that those two guys are gonna fall into place. So that leaves me one more that we haven't talked about. And the simple fact is, I think Blake Jarwin is going to have a fantastic year. I love where he's being drafted, 20th tight end off the board, 187th overall. He is totally going to be my David that I am planting my flag on. He is the fourth overall easiest schedule in the NFL for tight ends in the regular season, fourth in the playoffs. If you take his numbers and combine them with Jason Witten's numbers, and I don't know if you can do that realistically for fantasy football, but I don't see any other person taking away any other targets from him, from the tight end position. I know C.D. Lamb's going to be in there. I think C.D. Lamb's going to just slide into that Randall Cobb role a little bit, or he might even be able to steal that Gallup role if Gallup keeps dropping the ball as many times as he drops it. But if you put those two stats together, they're going to total Zach Gertz numbers. And to be able to draft him in the 187th slot, that's going to be a fantastic return on your investment. The other thing that I like about Blake Jarwin, it seems like whenever you look at what Dak Prescott does, he likes to look downfield. Blake Jarwin gets downfield. Yards per target is 8.9, almost 9 yards per target. That's that's fantastic for a tight end. Yards per reception, almost 12 yards per, recep- per reception, ranked 67th in the in the league last year with that with that stat. Here's the best thing out of them all that Dak Prescott is going to love to do. In Dallas, they've always gone to tight ends. They they love to use the tight end and utilize the tight end traditionally. Of course, they've had Jason Witten there. I don't know if Jason Witten, uh, if the Cowboys made Jason Witten a Hall of Famer or if Jason Witten was going to be a Hall of Famer no matter where he was. Blake Jarwin, out of 41 total targets, 31 receptions, had one drop. One drop. Jason Witten had six drops. Michael Gallup had 11 drops. He is going to be that target that Dak Prescott is going to know that he can go to on third down or near the end zone. If, if, if that's the case, Blake Jarwin might have a total of seven, eight touchdowns. He had three last year. Witten had four. Nothing is going to stop Blake Jarwin this year. Okay, You could put all the Goliaths you want to out there. 
Blake Jarwin's middle name is going to be David. Blake David Jarwin. Oh, yeah, we need to Google that to see if that's true. If that's true, the, the conspiracy theories will be valid, boys. That's all. But he's he's going to be my big time David this year. Here I am, five minutes later, still trying to compose a tweet on the computer. I did it on my phone first. And I was like, oh, wait, I need to do it on my computer. Who uh, is typing? Oh, sorry, that's me. It, uh, it sounded like enhanced. <laughs> enhanced. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. Stats are great. <laughs> I'll type on this keyboard then. Thank you for joining us for Fantasy Impact today. The producer uh, has wanted to close us out, so we're going to let Mark close us out here. And join us again next time when we go over more of the NFC East. We're going to go over running backs uh, and wide receivers, which which I know everybody's wanting to hear about the wide receivers position. Hey, folks, before you go, please be sure to review us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you listen to a podcast. Give us five stars and then email us at fantasyimpacttoday at yahoo.com. Let us know what you liked and what you didn't like, and I'll, I'll make sure that Loafin' It fixes it for us. Uh, otherwise, you'll just have to deal with it. Hey, Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, make sure you go out and make a positive impact on the world around you. 